I I guess it's recording. Checked this earlier. My uh, previous thing needed to update to my app. Mm. I mean, it will. Well, I realized about five seconds ago that I didn't actually do any notes at all for this. <laughs> I didn't do any. So. <laughs> I even thought about it when I was watching the pilot. pilot again. I was like, I should maybe get my computer out and like, well, my computer, I was watching it on my computer, but I was like, I should maybe take some notes, but. They look um, hurt her. Lily, stop. 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 Don't eat your foot. Just leave your feet alone. Just sit. Just chill out. We're gonna put a cone on you. You'll hate that. Then you'll be really heinous. Um, the groomer, she's a doodle, and the groomer just kept like, the cute shaved chip. Her, shaved her whole body and then left this, like... Oh, I know, babe. Like, um, chili bowl <laughs> cut on top of her head. Like, she has a little fluffy head. And I think she usually stares they this even, much. They even shaved her ears. Like, it's really ridiculous. Well, normally... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you scared me. Normally her hair is so long, it, like, kind of hangs in front of her eyes. I really think it's a different dog. <laughs> no, I think they gave us the wrong dog. Like, how, like, some people take the wrong baby over to the hospital. I think we took the wrong dog. <laughs> that was so long. <laughs> Like, I don't even know how they got, like, they gave her, like, a blowout on top of her, like, that. <laughs> in the shape of, like, a ball. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> Does she usually stare this much? I mean, what else do dogs do, you know? I don't know, I've never had one, but she, <laughs> do you feel like she's stealing your soul? No. We just need to get you a sweater. Stop shaking <laughs> And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. This week's episode, Euphoria. Euphoria. Okay, so Mm -hmm. why did you watch Euphoria? I pay for my own HBO add-on to Hulu, which makes my Hulu, which I also pay for. So my bill is $30 a month, which seems really absurd. And it always hurts when it comes out. And so I really try to, like, watch all the HBO shows that I can in hopes of one day I can quit HBO for a little bit um, until, like... Oh, like, working your way through, like, the backlog of HBO. Yeah, they do yeah. have really great shows that we were just, like, too young to watch or our parents right. didn't have HBO or well, like, The Wire and stuff, like, is on When you're there. watching Sopranos right now. The Sopranos, yeah. Like, I really tried to, like, take advantage of my HBO since I feel, you know... Like, I'm being taken advantage of by them. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, so, that, it's on HBO. And, I don't know, it just looked good. Zendaya's great. I was a fan of her before, and I think that there was a lot of hype about how the show was really good. I did watch it within the first, like, probably two months of it coming out, um, yeah, it weirdly aired, I think, over the summer. Like, when I was looking up and doing research, I think one of the episodes aired in July. And HBO's able... Year. Yeah, HBO's, like, a weird platform in that they don't follow conventional, like, cable television. No. They don't do the, like, premieres in um, yeah. September and then the win- mid-season finale. Like, they don't have to follow that yeah. structure. Okay. And it was released week by week. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely didn't watch it 
You binged it? Live. Yeah, I watched it once it was all already out. Um, probably over the winter, honestly, because that's when I do most of my TV watching, when it's cold as fuck in New York. Um, so I think I watched it this past winter, I want to say. But yeah, it did come out. First episode aired June 16th, 2019. Yeah, it's always so random to me. And, like, they, that they're able to do – like, it's good. Like, it's nice for us. Mm-hmm. Like, TV watchers to have new content in the summer when... Right, normally there's Normally nothing. there's nothing, and reality. so they're taking advantage of that market. But I was just surprised when I looked it up today. Um, one of the executive producers is Drake. I noticed that when I watched... Because, you know, I love... So HBO shows that are more recent do the, like, stay tuned for, like, the, right. the, the next week's preview and then um, and after the episode. So mm-hmm. I watched the credits for this, and I saw it was, like, Drake. But then it was, like, uh, Drake the Future... Or something. Like, it was weird that it had something else in his name. You know what? No, I'm being dumb. I bet it was Drake, Future, and another executive producer. Like, I bet they were all on one page. There are three, but they're Drake, Ron Lesham, and Tamira Yardini. I think I butchered both their names. Sorry, I apologize, but... I don't know. Who knows? Well, that's good. Okay, and why did you start watching... So, um, she won, Zendaya won the Emmy, and so, and you had watched it and said Mm -hmm. that it was good, and I had never, I, as Sophie knows, and some people, I don't know if I've said it on pod, but I am not very good with shows that deal with substance abuse. I don't have, I don't know why, except, like, I blame the Oprah generation of, like, every single person getting addicted to drugs. They just freak me out, and so I had thought that the show was really drug-heavy, Mm-hmm. Thankfully, no one's told me to watch it, so it's not like I've right. told well, someone it no is, forever. Like, pretty dark. Yeah, but it wasn't the anxieties that I had going into the show, like the preconceived notions mm-hmm. that I had going into the show, were not at all what the show actually was. Like right. the the drug stuff, like it didn't really bother me mm-hmm. at all. Um, so like the anxieties I had around the show were like primarily around like Nate's character, Cal's character, hmm. like. Yeah. The, like, toxic men on the show, and then, like, oh, Maddie, yeah. her her energy, like, it, I was just waiting yeah. for something bad to happen, but it wasn't even to Zendaya's character, Rue, because it had already happened to her. Like, her bad thing, it, right. we knew it. Right, it was right. waiting for the other characters to right, figure right, out right. Yeah. what their bad thing was. Everyone in this show had chaotic energy. Yeah, yeah. Which is not normal. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you said you watched the pilot today. I watched it on Sunday, um, mm, Sunday. Well, th- but my... I did rewatch it recently, I guess, mm-hmm. and my pilot score was nine out of ten. Only because, and the only reason it's not a ten out of ten is, um, I there for me there wasn't any glimmer of hope in the first episode that she was gonna, like, actually try and be better. Uh huh. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'll keep watching. Obviously, like I wasn't gonna stop watching, but um, I do think the show maybe took a little too long to get to the point where she was had decided to get better um just because she is the main character and everything like she's the three line of the show so it was just a little bit harder to I don't know you're like I want to I want to root for her but like she's not doing anything to make us root for her so yeah um and in the first episode they didn't do that I had a hard time rewatching it because it's just like totally different once you know everything. You know, you like you know who who you know that the dominant daddy is Cal is Cal, who is Nate's dad, and you know that Nate ends up like going off the fucking rails later, and you know that Jules is trans. Like you just know 
so much fun. And you know about the red hoodie. Like, you just know everything. And it made watching the first episode way less... Like, shocking as it was the first time? Not even shocking, but you're like... It's you just know how it all plays out. Because the first yeah. time you see it, you're like so... You're like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Like, all this chaos. The, the Cal reveal is like such a gasp moment. Yeah, it was. But like, he's in it a lot. And you, so you know the whole time you're like, well... <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I feel that. I don't know. Um, I also gave it a 9 out of 10. This is the first show that we've watched that I've been able to have my like notes with me while I've watched it. Right. So I was able to take like my like actual in the moment thoughts. Oh, okay. So I said she's acting Sadea acted the shit out of it. 100% the whole time. Drugs still make me uncomfortable, but the twist at the end made me want to keep watching. I'm invested in I was invested enough in multiple storylines to want to know if there was any if there was going to be any resolution for any of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, because each character is, like, massively fucked up, but only Rue can blame drugs. Like, nobody else can do that. The rest of them, it's like, what's wrong with you? The only characters I liked at the end of episode one were Fezco and Jules. No, Fezco and Jules and Lexi. But I I don't think I knew that I liked Lexi yet, but, like, looking back, Lexi is, uh, Rue's best friend from Maud Apatow. So, um, and, like, I liked Kat, so, like, didn't hate Kat or Lexi. Yeah, I liked Kat. Sydney... Also didn't bother me. Who's Sydney? Oh, Cassie. Um, oh, sorry. Cassie. It's Sydney is played good. by Sydney Sweeney. Um, I liked, I, by the end of it, only hated, like, really fucking hated Nate. Like, <laughs> I hate word. Nate Jacobs. Um, but the last two notes I have is Eric Dane being creepy and sleeping with an underage yeah. child was I mean, not great. Was not a great look for my McSteamy. <laughs> like, I'm still no, a devoted Grey's like, watcher, and yeah. it was very hard to see that. I and then, gasped, like, audibly gasped when I saw him on my screen. Uh huh. Like, Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> and, like, such a smart play and, like, such a dad move that his phone picture, like, his screensaver on his phone was from, like, 10 years ago or whatever, but hadn't changed it. Like, me and my siblings will, like, change my dad's every, like, seven or eight months where okay. it's, like, because he'll have, like, one from, like, nine years ago at the beach. And it's, right, like, yeah. we need to, like, update your thing. Yeah. Um, And my other note was, the show is the opposite of The Secret Life of the American Teenager, <laughs> teenager but I felt the same way about it. Like, where on, like, Secret Life of the American Teenager and Glee, like, everybody has these, like, problems in high school. Mm-hmm. And same with, like, this show, but, like, my high school, like, nothing happened. Right. Like, where we went to school, like... It was High School Musical. It was closer to that, yeah, I yeah. guess, than to this. So, that was my pilot score. I... I will say, and, like, I'm so thankful that I don't have to say, like, I'm sorry to anybody because no one told me to watch this show. Right. Like, I found out yesterday that it's my, my best friend Meg's favorite show. I had no clue. I think because wow. so many people have known that I just don't watch shows with, like, hard substance abuse. And I just, like, prefer lighter shows. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. Good. So, um, also, just, like, a disclaimer for, for our listeners today. So, I always, you know, like, how, well, I'll tell you this to Sophie and our listeners, too, but, like, obituaries are like pay per word so like if you want the obituary to be long you have to like pay per word in the obituary okay that's how like I feel about some tv shows where there's just like tons of filler where I'm like oh the writers must have gotten paid by word (laughs) and this to make it longer in euphoria it's like the exact opposite I don't think there was a wasted b-plot story like I have no bad b-plot like it was a great show really overall yeah. very smartly written everything like looped and so like there was no open loops or whatever so we will miss a lot of stuff because so if not stuff. we would just be retelling the whole show because it, right. everything that happens in the show fits into a category that we cover so please know that if we forgot it head over to single best scene comment on the instagram and tell us what part of 
the show we missed so that we can talk about it in the comments. But we're going to start with the best bits and joke. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go ahead and go first. Okay. So, uh, again, this is just kind of like a random list. I felt like the show got very funny in episode three, which was Kat's episode. <laughs> so I'm just going to, like, read them out. But um, so when Kat meets Ethan in the episode – or in episode two, and he sits down and she looks at him and just impulsively says, please don't be a mass shooter. No, she said, please don't shoot. No, she said, please don't be a mass shooter. But didn't she say that second? She Maybe. Say, please don't shoot. And he's like, what? And she's like, no, please don't be a mass shooter. shooter. And he said, oh my God, am I giving off shooter vibes? Which I know that's like not funny in this day and age, but the delivery of it made me laugh so hard. Yeah. I mean, it is funny. It just and happens. It was so like out of the blue. Like, it was like the first thing she said to him. They didn't exchange names or anything. No. Um, young cat in her little montage for her episode watching a montage of what she described as real love, mm-hmm. which was just pictures of Fitz and Olivia from Scandal. Yeah. Eric from True Blood and Luke Danes from Gilmore Girls was, like, right. very relatable to me. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's real love. And her being famous on Tumblr for the Louis and Harry fanfic from One Direction. Because that's, like, a huge thing oh God, in the world. so funny. So I, it was very funny to make it, I like... Mean, her whole character was... Amazing. Like, she might have been, like, one of my favorite characters no, overall. No, for sure. And she had a lot of, like, intentionally funny stuff. Uh-huh. I think she was without a lot of being the clown of the, of their the show, comedic you know? relief, but without being right because her problems were like self esteem issues, which everybody deals with in high school. Right, but um, but even when she like became a bad bitch, like she was still funny. Like, yeah, yeah, her, yeah. Like stuff about her was still funny. A hundred percent. Um, like the, her like cat mask and like oh my god, just like everything about her life was like so. Like, right for comedy. Uh-huh. And, like, But I think cat. she also thought it was funny. Which right. Which is part no, of it. You I, know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, we yeah. were laughing with her, not at her. Yeah. Which I think was really important. Um, that they founded the drug dealer thing with Bitcoin, and that child drug dealer was explaining Bitcoin to Kat. I just thought it was so funny, because I think Bitcoin is so stupid, <laughs> and I don't understand it at all. So the fact that these drug dealers, like, that's how they, like, make money is, like, sure. wild to me. Yeah. Um, Maddie yelling at the family at the chili stand was so... Freaking funny. And also, that's the episode that you find out that she's not as much of a pushover right. as episodes one through three would, like, right. lead you to believe. Um, well, and just the fact that she was, like, maybe telling her that she looked like a hooker and her being like, fuck you. Was and then, like, amazing. And then when she came to the family thing and she was like, I'm not supposed to be here because apparently I look like a hooker <laughs> and none of you like me. And then she, like, pushes the chili over and calls the mom the C-word. Like, we cuss a lot on that podcast, and I won't even say that. <sighs> that was so great. <laughs> um, and then, this isn't really funny. It's only funny to me because I missed it, so I, like, did some... I watched some reaction videos and read some articles, and this is the reason why I caught it, which made me laugh. So, Rue and Jules got matching tattoos mm-hmm. that said rules on their lip. Right. And yep. I was like, oh, that's funny. And then I realized that's their couple name. I thought they said that in the episode. Uh, maybe, but I missed it. Oh. Again, I might have just missed it. But it made me laugh that I, like, totally was like, what rules? Like, is Jules going to get something that says, like, uh-huh. something else rules? Uh-huh. Because, and this is, like, I guess my one... Not even gripe with the show, because I still think it was done really well, but I guess my one, like question for the show was like were Jules and um Rue ever like exclusively dating because when they got those matching couple tattoos I don't think that they were they used they said I love you so early like before they kissed like 
Yeah. It's like a friendship, like the way that like we'll hang up the phone and say I love you, uh-huh. but not like in love, like you know what I mean? Right. So they started saying love you so early that like I didn't actually ever under, and also they both have such um like I think a desire to be vulnerable with people and like a desire yeah. for that connection. Because yeah. even in episode seven or eight, one of the last ones, um, after, I guess it had to have been eight, after Jules hooks up with, um, I want to say her name's Anna, it doesn't really matter, but the girl from Chicago, Chicago, um, uh, Rue's like, do you love her? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, wait a second. Like, are we using love because we're in high school and every, you love everyone so strongly? I I don't know if it was just like high school and yeah, I don't know. And I, I was thinking about that when I was watching it. I was like, I don't know if this just makes me like an old fart that we care. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe it's just not as big of a deal anymore and like whatever. But I think it would, and if you're just like more geared for like no DTRing and like a more like just, like, your whole life is an open relationship. If, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, what's going on for you and, like, your social group, you know what I mean? Then, like, that would be an easier setup. But I think it would be hard because that's not conventionally, like, what's normal. So I think to be either of them and, like, be half in, half out seems frustrating. Their relationship made more sense to me. I didn't find that out. So I, I like, binged it. So I found the rules as their couple name thing mm-hmm. out after I had watched a few more episodes, and so it didn't really click with me that, like, they weren't a couple when they got a ship name tattooed on their body. Honestly, like, yeah. Like, it didn't, they're, like, kind of Lucy Goose, like, not Lucy Goose, they're yeah, also, like, kind of manic. The, <laughs> the <laughs> openness, is a manic. yeah, the openness of their relationship did not bother me, except no. I was just nervous that Rue was going to relapse if... Right, because there was, like, a miscommunication about are we dating other people or not. Yeah, because I just didn't want Rue to get hurt because she was so vulnerable. That's the only reason why, like, I cared. Yeah, no, I Um, totally agree. And then it was just so obvious how much more Rue liked Jules than Jules liked Rue. Right. Because then, you know, she falls in love with a Tyler, a.k.a. um, Nate. So it was just, to me, the... And I think it was probably supposed to show the underlying ruse like bipolar i think that yeah. she i mean i don't know if she's like technically diagnosed bipolar um i don't know but they allude to it quite yeah. a bit especially the episode where she's depressed yeah. and i think jules's underlying overlying i don't know um need to be accepted and to feel mm-hmm. a part like of a, a group of, like, validation that was not like a funny bit or joke but that was just something that i wanted to talk about and and kind of delve into cuz right. some of these are like I don't know, the show's just so smart that it's, like, I don't think it, this was done... Right, it was all loose. Like, this was done intentionally. Right. I just think I missed yeah. something. Like, I yeah, think I no, did. I, I don't think I it feel was like me. I'm also missing something. And maybe it's just because, like, we aren't high schoolers in 2019. Yeah. Or they're in L.A.? Um, I don't know where they are. It's L.A. energy, for sure. But I will say, the only reason why I kind of agree with you is because they never were wearing, like, coats. So, the last thing that I had on my notes was um, just the amount of, like, montages they did. So, the Fly Me to the Moon montage had some, like, sweet moments. That was, like, a song that they did. Yeah. Um, 
And then that's also kind of a part of my heartbreak scene, so I'll save that. And then when they do the dick pic, like, exclamation of, like, how to get, like, a good dick pic, like, the disgusting versus terrible. That was, was like, very the funny. best thing. Like, I have, like, forced people who haven't even watched the show to, like, YouTube it and watch it. It is, I watched it again today. It's so funny, and I just love how thought out it was. Mm-hmm. And just the way they did it with the slides was, was amazing. so clever. And I really loved the, I think that was my favorite. Not that it is a joke or a bit. Well, I, I put these under bits because I was like, I know, I guess it's a bit. Yeah, Running, like, like the, yeah, because I have the, the. What do you even call that? Like an aside? Yeah, or I almost feel like it's like a sketch within yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah, or I loved the, like a touch of the like, dick pic one. I, well, well, the I Detective loved, Rue one was awesome with her and Lexi trying to yes. like figure out how Rue like or how Jules, figuring how Jules out. was involved with Maddie and yeah. Tyler and um, um But him. yeah, I think they definitely wanted us to interpret that she has bipolar because that episode was yeah and and it was right after the depression episode right so it was like her being uh like her high and low Mm -hmm. but um and I loved all the we got a lot of childhood flashbacks which Mm -hmm. lots of times I feel like in shows they just don't bother you know and they kind of just say it you know, the characters in their present day are saying something from the past, or it's just, like, a little blip of, like, a brown-haired girl, like, in a blurry scene, like, running, you know, down the lane or whatever, and it's, like, not anything. No, they did But didn't... this was, like, full casting, full scenes, like, yeah. blah, 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 plus the, like, look and feel of the show in general, like, from design perspective, was, like, so great. Like, it was, like, beautifully... Uh-huh like hippie. the cinematography was yeah, yeah, great yeah, yeah. right like, um it was shot so beautifully i mean the light design alone like so great i think because each episode focused on another character sort of like they each got their own backstory as the cold open mm-hmm. so obviously when i think of a cold open i think of it as like a comedic doesn't have anything to do with the show mm-hmm. and i think they use the cold open as a way to explain each character's background without then putting in childhood things throughout the episode so it's right. like Here's a five minute overview of Maddie. Here's a five minute overview of Kat and Cassie and Nate right. and all of these people. You can use this knowledge now moving forward, oh, right. but we're not gonna like then throw in a random thing of her figures or ice skating as a child later in the episode. Right. We're just giving you the insight you need to get through it. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, that's how they were really great. And then also when she did like her sexual history, like I just thought the way that they've played with not I I wanna it's like the aside, I guess, or break it's not breaking the fourth wall because they're like not I guess breaking the fourth wall and talking to a, not talking to the person in frame for her sexual history one was also great. Right. Yeah. Um, sorry. Do you have any additional ones or do you, since I watched it more recently, I think I might just have. Yeah, no, that, that was it for me. More of a running list. Um, so heartbreak scene. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I have three. Oh sure. I mean, because this, this show's show very sad. It's very sad. Like you, we could have had literally like one per episode, honestly, um, because it's a lot of it is. Really oh, I just thought watch. of something else very funny. Okay. Um, when she's in her depressive state in episode seven, and she's like not going to the bathroom, and she refuses to pee. And she comes out to make a bowl of cereal, and her mom's boyfriend Rick's there, <laughs> yes. and she's kind of rude to him. And the mom's like, "Don't be rude to, don't be rude to Rick." Oh, and yes. he's like, "She's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I was rude to Rick. Uh, it's just that my mom can do fucking better than you, and you're disgusting, and I hate that you're sitting in the dad in the seat Very where my dad sat." Because I think that's what I loved about this show <laughs> um, is that like 
Rue, like, liked her parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that made me laugh really hard. Also, yeah. that actor always kind of makes me laugh that plays Rick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That was great. Um. Okay, so I'll, I just have, like, two heartbreak. One is an actual scene. One's just kind of, like, in general. So, yeah, Fez. Fez, i.e. Um, Fez Miller. Love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, like, his... He does it kind of twice, or, well, I don't know, not even twice. He does it repeatedly, where he is trying to, like, shield Rue from getting herself into more trouble, basically, or getting her, or, like, just whatever. He's trying to protect her, and it happens over and over again, and every time, like, it's not just mild cases of danger. Like, it's really, like, it is, Fez is the only thing that is in between Rue and, like, total destruction, and... She doesn't really get that he's her, like, guardian angel, basically, over yeah, and over again. Yeah, my single um, best scene is with them. Okay. Well, I don't, like, I'm not going to go any more specifics, but, like, his repeatedly protecting her was, like, always so heartbreaking because, like, because she didn't acknowledge it. You know I what know. I mean? Well, she did apologize to him finally at the Halloween party, which was so sweet. Yes. Like, it was so sweet. That was, like, cathartic. Sweet. And he was like, look, I don't take a word that drug dealer, like, a drug addict say right, seriously. Right. Like, but you're still... fine. And she was like, no, but I, you're my friend, and I want right. to apologize. And it was, like, a very, they, their moments always kind of pull at your heartstrings. Right, no, no, for sure. They, it was always. Um, and then, well, when we find out about the sweater. Oh, yeah, that was course. her dad. So, yeah. But, um, I think what was, like, super hard to watch was um Nate's like mental breakdown which is surprising because I still when he hate was, Nate. Oh that was my heartbreak my heartbreak teen soon when oh him God. and Cal got in the fight and he was yes! slamming his head on the ground. Yes and you're like is he going to crack his own skull open like because uh-huh. he's so strong and Domino Daddy is also so strong and it just because he was such a dick the whole show and he still is or whatever but like his, all of his, like, pent-up chaotic energy towards his dad, it was just, like, really scary and really sad to watch, too, because you, you knew, like, why. Uh-huh. Like, you knew that he knew, and, like, Cal didn't necessarily know, but you're just like, oh, fucking hell, like, it was so overdue. Yeah, know, like, well, and also, like, the, and what I put in my notes was that it was heartbreaking, and I hate him and don't think he deserves any redemption, but it was a, still a very well-acted scene. Amazing acting. And I actually, so I... I like Jacob Elidori a lot. I think mm-hmm. that's how you say his last name. Elordi, maybe. Um, but I watched him first in The Kissing Booth, that really dumb Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. And so seeing him play Nate, like, it took me probably, like, four or five episodes before I could, like, not be surprised when he was terrible. Because <laughs> he was so sweet in this, like, fanfic-written teen romance movie yeah. that the fact that he could, like, say any of the things he said, even in his first scene, was like, I was like, oh. Who is this? Like, right. that's not my Jake. Like, right. so by the end of it, I hated him so much, but seeing him break down, it was still like, I'm actually very surprised that only Zendaya got a nomination. Yeah. For honestly. this, for in an acting category. And I wonder if this will kind of be how Succession was, where only Jeremy, or they only got nominated for like writing, and then the following season, all of them Everybody got nominated. Got nominated. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have a very, I assume they'll have a very strong season too. And then. Mm-hmm. Also, we'll see more nominations because I thought um, Jacob deserved a nomination yeah. for supporting actress or actor, and I actually was kind of just surprised Eric Dane didn't get a supporting yeah. actor in a drama series right. nomination. 
just because he did it. And also the Jules Hunter, uh, sh I can't think of how to say her last name. Um, but Hunter not getting a supporting yeah, actress. Yeah, I was surprised she did Those were the her. four, that, or the three that I was surprised about. The other well, characters. Well, especially Eric Dane, because he's so well-known and, like, an old white guy, and, like, they're Also, this for is awards. so, yes. But also, this <laughs> is so far outside of what he traditionally does, too. Right. So it's, like, proving that he could be more Range. than, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, no, that scene is, like, mm -hmm. so heartbreaking. So heartbreaking, like, whoa. Yeah. Do you have any others? So, mine were, like, two of the montages. So, the Fly Me to the Moon, it's when uh, Rue gets up and they're like, talk for five minutes about your summer, which I think uh, is just a bullshit assignment anyway, especially when everybody knows that she went to rehab and slash mm -hmm. they think she died, whatever. Right. Um, but uh, when they're doing that montage, they're, like, show, like, the highs and lows of her addiction, yeah. where it would be, like, her mom, Leslie, Gia, and her getting along and everything would be great, and then it would flip to a fighting scene, uh -huh. and Gia would be, like, kind of trying to stand up for her sister, right. Rue, and, like, Rue yelling at her mom, and her mom being, like, do you think your dad would be proud of you? And she'd be, like, fuck you for bringing dad. Like, right, their right. fights were just so raw that right. it was, like, super heartbreaking. And then the last montage was A Song for You, which is uh, a, just a great song. Mm -hmm. And it's after Jules gets on the train and leaves and she comes home right oh, before right. she decides to use again. And you can see yeah. her internal struggle of like, is this, is being sober worth it if Jules isn't here? Right, right. Because that was kind of what made her decide to Which is why I was so nervous, nervous about the whole, about the whole relationship. Yeah. And like, I think that's probably how we were supposed to feel. I think that was probably the intended mm -hmm. feel of it. But it was still like, it was kind of like they were walking on, you know, like, uh, froze when like a froze a lake freezes yeah, over. Yeah, like yeah. that's kind of how the whole relationship right. felt, and it was just waiting until someone put their weight in a place right. that well, made the whole thing go under. It could like kind of highlight just how like precarious recovery is, like can be for people. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, that is. I mean, I think that's why you're never you're still like even if you're in recovery, you're still an addict. You're, like, never, you're not right, like, right, right. You're never you like out of be, the like, forest totally. Cured of it. But and I think that the fly me to the moon sequence, the montage was actually my turning point scene. Mm. So I can kind of lump those together Got because it. I was like one that's like what my family's anthem. So like it was cool <laughs> to hear like a different version of that song and then yeah. see the highs and lows of this family dynamic. Right, yeah. Actually that reminded me of another sad heartbreak moment I don't know if it was heartbreak or I don't know what it was but it was either in the pilot or in the second episode because I rewatched both of them but when Rue explains the first time she got high mm -hmm. and she dad. was like I finally felt safe in my own head and you're like fuck mm -hmm. like she really gets high for a, an actual reason and so like her quitting is going to be so much harder because she needs to replace that feeling with something else, and that's going to be so hard for her to find. Yeah, I thought it was You know, it and, was like, smart. the counting the tiles, like, her OCD, like, she just is dealing with a lot in her head, and it just, oh my god, you're, like, It's like wanting that your brain to slow down. Right, yeah, you're like, this, this is an uphill battle, for sure, for you. Yeah. Um, but, okay, actually, let's... Take a pause. Pause, um, really quick. We'll be right back. <laughs> Okay. y'all missed us. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't have ads yet. <laughs> well, if you would like to advertise with us, we will accept money. And product, depending. I know. I was like, man, I really wish, like, Glossier would, like, sponsor us. Oh, that would be fantastic. Because I, they did great customer service this week at the oh. UPS 
Right? USPS Your package lost my package yeah. and then blocked my phone number and wouldn't answer the phone. And then I emailed Glossier and they replaced my moisturizer, no problem. Ugh, amazing. So. Love that. Um, okay, so turning point? Mine was the Fly Me to the Moon montage. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mine was in the pilot when, honestly, when Bez was like, there's a new girl around and I, that I think you're going to be friends with. And she then looks we, like Sailor Moon. Me, she <laughs> looks like Sailor Moon. And then we like meet Jules. You're like, yep. <laughs> like these two have are like, it's going to be like a double trouble type situation. Um, so yeah, I was like, this friendship is going to be fun to watch. And I mean, I was already pretty hooked by them, hooked by then, but I apologize. I just thought of another heartbreak scene. So mm-hmm. it was when she is at Fez, Fez's house and the drug dealer, like the head drug dealer, yep. I guess, like f- his boss comes and g- makes guy. Zendaya do, Rue do fentanyl. Uh, and then he calls Jules and Jules like takes care of her. Uh-huh. And then is like, All right, I need you to stop doing drugs. I don't want to be friends with someone who's going to die. And you like right. see in that moment. I just love that. Yeah. Also, Nate's like entire plot was, well, it was sad because it was, Normal toxic masculinity, even darker. Like, dark twist on toxic masculinity. Not only is your dad projecting all this toxic masculinity into your house and, like, onto you, but, like, also he has, like, all these dark issues that you're trying to hide because you as a small child know Mm -hmm. that your dad, like, does all this fucked up shit. So, pretty much everything we ever learned about him, I was like, oh, God. When I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, my gosh, this show's gonna make me not like kids. Like, like I could never imagine if one of these people was my child. And then by the end of it, I was like, ah, I think the only one that I would, like, that actually terrifies me is Nate. And it's like, because he of is, his dad. But he is perceived to be a good person yeah, when, in fact, he is, like, terrible. But, like, the on worst. paper, he's, like, the right. star quarterback. And, like, right, right. those types of people, like, that's just, like, they're fucking terrifying when it's, like, you can get, yeah. like, he, everything he did in the show, he got away with. Yeah. Every single thing he did. And he did a lot of really bad stuff. And I have it. We're going to go into B-plots, and I have in right. my, like, most insane parts, and they're just all Nate storylines. Let's just go into B-plots, then. Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah, you should go. Okay, as I said earlier, all of the show is great, and so it's like yeah. there's not even any, and right. we're going to miss some. So, um, Rue not actually being sober for the 60 days, but accepting the 60-day chip. Oh my God, and doing the speech. And then becoming <laughs> friends it. with Ali. Uh-huh. And him being like, it's really rude of you to go up there and, like, not be sober to the people mm-hmm. who are struggling. And then when she finally goes up there and says, like, I've lied to y'all. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I've only been sober for 13 days, but, mm-hmm. like, I'm happy. Um, that was a wonderful one. Um, the parents overall just being very chill. Mm. Like, Rue's mom did not care at all that she was dating Jules, did not care at all that Jules was spending the night. Like, sure. did not have any right. qualms about that. Jules' dad casually asking Jules if Rue goes to meeting. So, like... He knows that she's an addict. She knows that she's in recovery. It was not a big deal. Um, And it was just really nice to see, especially those two parents who have, quote unquote, I think like, and I'm truly using your quotes, but like harder things to parent, right? Like Jules is trans and like that journey for their family we saw in episode four was very hard on his marriage. It was really heartbreaking. And him having to go, um, I mean, she having to go to that boys camp. To, like, and being held in oh a psychiatric God, like convert- unit, which, like, it that's just... It wasn't even conversion therapy. It was, like... It was, like... An insane asylum. Yeah, like, so that but was... I mean, that's, was, like, so beyond heartbreaking. We didn't even talk I mean, about that. I don't know what conversion therapy looks like. Maybe that is what that was. I have there was, like, no a lot of clue. other people 
it was like a lot of boys with issues. And so it was like they sit right. in there when it was like, we don't know how to handle this. Right. Um, but like both of those parents have things that I think would be considered hard in a way to parent, right? Like yeah. you want people to love your child and see them as normal and they're addicts or they have. So it'll make their life easier. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so I just thought the show handled those two storylines really well. And so the other parents being more quote-unquote traditional parents, like Maddie's mom being like, your boyfriend sucks, right. I'm calling the police. It was like we were able to like have the parents acting like parents in right. other situations. So the show yeah. did a really good job of There was no negligent the parents. parents. Um, I already talked about uh, Ollie mentoring Rue. Where she got to a place where she opened up that. Um, her relapse was necessary. Yeah. I wish it hadn't happened, but it was heading in that direction from For the minute sure. Jules left the first time. And she, like, slipped into that direct depression. But I uh-huh. did like that Rue told Jules, or, yeah, Rue told Jules it wasn't her fault that she got that sad. Yeah, that, that she, was That's really... how her brain is, and it had nothing to do with Jules. Yeah. Um, it was very wise of her to, to say. Another like, one, and this is going to be a very random to our listeners, because it was random to me when I was watching it. The way they used Daniel throughout the show. So, Daniel was Kat's first boyfriend <laughs> that when she got chubby, he, like, broke up with her. <laughs> then he flirted with Cassie. Then they did the, like, carousel thing where Cassie, like, had a time by herself <laughs> on the carousel. Then he was rude to Cassie and was like, you really think anybody likes you? You're dumb. The minute you sleep with them, they're going to leave. And you're like, fuck this guy. He's terrible. Right. Then he sleeps with Kat. Yeah. So it was just a wild ride for someone that, like, I kept being like, oh, wait, who's Daniel? Yeah. Oh, wait, who's yeah, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. And then when she said, when she lost her virginity, I thought I was going to lose my virginity to you. Uh-huh. You're my first boyfriend. I was like, what? Like, and then I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, that's the same Daniel. Like, insane. Um, I thought Well, because he's of, such, like, a forgettable Yeah, and I almost texted guy. you because I knew you'd watched it before me. But I really tried to keep everything, like, off. Like, yeah, we so that we could talk about, about it exclusively on the podcast. But I kept being like, someone's going to get pregnant. Like, these kids are having sex, too. And then when Cassie did get pregnant, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It was, I mean, inevitable. Uh-huh. And then just the way they used um, storytelling for this show was so smart. Like, other pop culture references. So, like, having um, Rue and Jules show up to the party dressed as Romeo and Juliet from Shakespeare in Love. And when Jules pulls her in the pool, she does the whole speech that they do in the pool. And you just know that that love story is going to end tragically. That's the same episode where, and this is in my most insane B-plots, but ta- uh, Nate gets out of, you know, his domestic abuse charge. <laughs> and they show up dressed like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, classic. Um, like, they do a really good job of weaving current pop culture into the show. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any bad B-plots. Uh-huh. My most insane is um, Maddie pretending she was raped. Then having Nate stalk him. Mm. Then him confronting him, which is terrifying. In his apartment. Using Tyler's name to catfish Jules so that his name was never associated to any of their correspondence. And then using him to cover up the fact that he actually choked Maddie. I couldn't And Tyler turning that. himself in because he had the fact that he raped Maddie. Granted, he didn't rape her, but she was 17. So, like, he shouldn't have slept with her. But also, he didn't know her. Like... I'm not saying that Tyler was innocent in all of this, sure. but, like, he did not deserve to go down for all of Nate's he, crimes. He did things that were wrong, but not the things he was having to, well, Also, in like, his false testify defense, for Maddie said, sleep with me right now in the pool. Like, have sex. Literally and he was like, insane. wait, what? No. Right. So that was, like, wild. Um, Nate and Jules talking to each other without knowing it, I thought was really sweet, and I was excited about. And then when he revealed to actually have been playing her the whole time. Yeah. Knew it was her. Lied about his name. Once again, using Tyler's name so that he was not associated right. with anything. It was like, 
like mad brilliant, like terrifying. Like, definitely brilliant. Like, like well, like serial killer vibes. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. he really thought through it all. And then I feel like it would be like we have to acknowledge the fact that Cal not only cheats on his wife, but films it. And then keeps it in like a weird like, sort of system. Chronically. Uh-huh. And then And uh, not that well hidden because his fucking like eight year old son found it. And like figure like cracked his code. Right. <laughs> oh or whatever God. the code was. So that was insane. I also really enjoyed um, the B-plot of, like, Rue figuring out, like, what was going on with Jules. Mm -hmm. And then confronting Nate, being like, I'm going to go to the police. And he was like, oh, what are you going to tell them that I, like, what Like, I don't remember what he said. And she was like, no, I'm going to go tell them that your daddy fucks kids. And you're like, oh, Rue's came to play. (laughs) So, and then, like, him. That was so great. Her going to Fezco and being like, will you threaten Nate with your gun? Right. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then he does. And then Nate calls the police on him and has a drug raid. Oh, so then Fesco's forced that. to rob some poor innocent man and his child oh at gunpoint. So um, all of the wild storylines are just associated with Nate. Wasn't I thought that guy was like in charge of the drug. Like he was involved in drugs too. The one that he the robbed? Man, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I didn't recognize him from the show. No, 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 no. I thought because I thought he was meeting with. The guy who came and gave Rue fentanyl. He was, but so they... The the old man was. That he robbed. No. That was like his, the face tattoo guy. No, no, I know. But I thought the face tattoo guy, we saw him like leaving that house. I don't know. I thought there was like some... I think he just robbed a doctor or something. I don't know. Context that he... Like there was some connection. Like it wasn't totally random. I would believe it. But just still the fact that that he even had to do it... Right. All the, the right, 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 right. all circling the back to the fact thing. that Nate catfished Jules. Like that's what set that right. whole storyline in motion. Yeah. Fez really just like got the like short end of the stick like, For just trying to be a good friend to Jules. Just to Rue. Be a good friend. Or like when they had to oh, God, just all of it. And then obviously the terrible shipping was Maddie and Nate were like the most toxic couple I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. And like McKay and Cassie were cute. Like I liked McKay and Cassie. I did too. Um and then I'll talk about I really liked Ethan and Kat. So I'll talk about them in my I, stats, but I barely even remember that plot at all. So. Um, well, I can I can go into some detail because right. it's still very fresh in my head. But do you have any ones that I forgot? I thought that the Halloween party was if I had to pick one least favorite plot, it would have to be that where McKay because I like Cassie and McKay, and I like this setup of their relationship about him being kind of like. Not knowing her, like, quote-unquote history or whatever that, like, all the other, like, bros on the football team seem to know. And, you know, the whole, like, you're not like the others bit of it all. You know what I mean? How Mm -hmm. McKay, the way he treated her was definitely not the way all the other guys at the school treated her. Basically, like, she's... You know, not a whole person. <laughs> I thought it was so smart to that, see they, it. <laughs> that they kept her story for so late in the season. Yeah. So that we were kind of able to have, like, a preconceived notion of Cassie and then realize that she kind of knew. Like, yeah. she wasn't as dumb and, like, like she's in she was a, a little bit more aware of it. And yeah. then even the fact that she knew, like, has, like, Rue's monologue for all of the people being, like, she fell in love with every guy she ever dated. Yeah. And, like, I think and she knows like, that she has issues. that problem. Which yeah, for was, sure. I think it was smart to hold on to her for right. so long, even though it felt weird to have it so close to the finale. Yeah. But it was it was more important. Like, we needed all the other stories earlier. Yeah. And hers, like, I think actually really benefited from being later. Yeah. But I will say, is Lexi her twin or just sister? Or are they your sister? Part? 
Yeah. I couldn't figure out, like, their age. I thought Lexi was... Because Lexi's, like, Rue's best friend. A year younger, yeah. And I assumed... I, I Well, because McKay is... A year a, older. A year older. So I assumed that Cassie was, like, a senior. Rue and all them are juniors. And then McKay is freshman in college. Yeah. I um, that. But, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think about that much. But, um... The whole Halloween party was, like... Just annoying because McKay was being a, a dick to Cassie. Oh, the Halloween party at college. At college. Yeah, the one at college where he made her change, change her yeah. costume, which, like, hate. Plus, then it, of course, like, set him up to look like the bad guy when she goes to her Halloween party and that boy compliments on her costume. Where, he, please don't, he dressed like Ted Bundy and she just does Alabama something. It mm-hmm. was a movie where the girl gets pregnant. Like, sh- like their costumes right. were, first, like, right, 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 right. Like, it was foreshadowing. Very, like, wink wink like Mm -hmm. um and the the mckay like hazing i guess we're gonna call it that was a lot and also i didn't ever see the point like that was the only thing in the whole show where i was like i think we needed to see why mckay was distant and why like, we, after we saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, no, his girlfriend couldn't have shown up in a bra and a short skirt, because these guys would really never let him off the hook from it. Like, we got right. to see how terrible the hazing he was dealing with it yeah. was. Yeah. And then his, like, uber masculine, like, let's have sex. Like, why do you want to have sex with me now? Oh, my gosh, I just thought of another funny bit. What? When uh, Nate and Maddie are having sex, but he, like, can't get hard, and she keeps giving him a hard time for it, and he's like, just shut up. God, and yes. he, he's like, why don't you ever stop talking? She's like, why can't you have sex with me? Like, <laughs> like her being mean to him was so funny to yeah, me. her being mean was fabulous. Um, but yeah. I mean, I agree. Good. That wasn't, like, that was one of the, like, bore on the floor, I looked away moments. Yes. yes where, like, it felt necessary floor. for us to know that McKay wasn't happy in college in the same yeah, for sure. way that we thought he was, and also that he, like, still had... So, it, like, he knew he wasn't going to go pro, but his dad didn't care. I think he knew that the fraternity thing was a little bit harder, but nobody cared. Like, I think it made it so that when Cassie cheated on him, we felt a little bit bad for McKay. Mm-hmm. And, we like, we felt bad for both of I felt bad for both of them. Yeah, me too. It was a mess. Um, but, yeah, that's really it. All right, should we pop into highlight our yeah. stats? I'll do stats. All right. Um, so, I think, um... My favorite character was either Kat or Cassie. Um, I mean, arguably Rue, because she's the main character and has all this character development. But um, I guess other than her, because of course Zendaya did, like, so amazing. Mm-hmm. So I guess she, like, best job. But I don't know if she was necessarily my favorite character, you know what I mean? Um, but I loved Kat or Cassie. Kat because she was so fucking funny. Like, everything that she ever had to do was, like, just hysterical. And Cassie, like, the way that they wrote her and the way that, um, she was portrayed, like, her whole thing was, like, yeah, she was, like, we just mentioned the, like, ditzy airhead hot girl kind of like that was really all anybody ever that, that we were made to think that's all anybody at school cared yeah, about like her but surface like surface level stuff she never actually acted that way you know what I mean like the whole time like she would be the one with like the one liner uh-huh. like in the scene or it would be like I thought Cassie... fucking stupid right now like and you're like 
she and she like really was weirdly mature a lot of the times. Yeah, I thought Cassie's arc like kind of voice of reason was the strongest. Like, and yeah. I don't know, I've never seen aside from Zendaya and Eric Dane, obviously, and Jacob Elidori, who plays Nate, I had never seen any of them in anything else. Except for Ethan played like the bad boyfriend in This Is Us, but he was like in two episodes. Like, he was just Sydney's a, name is definitely was in something else that I've seen. She's also this cast, they're all beautiful. So but Sydney Sweeney especially is like perfect um, body. She's great. She was in Handmaid's Tale. Oh, she was in. No, I gave up that show. Um, Tom Hanks. I definitely. She was in like a cutesy movie though. Hmm. I thought. Apparently, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Something I've never seen. Um. But yeah, I thought they did a really strong job developing Cassie's character. I also enjoyed, um, and I'll go into this a little bit. My and Grace. Oh, really? What season? In 2014. That would have been like season 11 or 12. Maybe it's Handmaid's Tale that I'm thinking of her from. Yeah. She probably is. She was nominated in the Screen Actors Guild for that role. In Grace? No, in Handmaid's. Oh. She was in seven episodes. I don't recognize her from Grace. So she's probably just like a patient. Yeah, yeah. It was like she was just literally in one. Uh, yeah, it must be Henry's Wife. Whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> glad it sucked that out. <laughs> glad we really sorted that out. Oh, oh, she was in 90202. Roll, How girl. old is she? Good question. Um, I just kind of assumed they were all like average age of 23. She is 23, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she would have been a little baby in mm-hmm. 2009. Um... But, okay, anyway, back to stats. Um, favorite relationship, I I mean, is probably Rue and Fez. Yeah. Love them. So great. So nice that she had someone who was, like, so consistent. Mm-hmm. Although overlooked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my favorite episode, this was kind of hard to pick, but I think it was the um, episode three, Made You Look. That was about Kat. Um, that was just fun. Mm-hmm. It was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. What about you? Um, mine is... So my favorite character is Fez. <laughs> I know he wasn't in all of them, but I love him. If I had to pick a secondary character, it was probably Kat. Yeah. Um, my favorite relationship. I just love the female friendships on this show. Yeah, they were Specifically really well. Rue and Lexi. Um... I thought they did a really good job where, like, Rue was taken advantage of in the first episode, and then when she was kind of making amends, she called Lexi and mm-hmm. said, like, I'm being a bad friend, and then invited her to do stuff with her and Jules. Right. I think there's some, like, fan fiction online or, like, people who, like, really think that Rue, that Lexi was in love with Rue. I never really got that vibe from it, um, but who knows in season two, maybe. In terms of, relation, like, relationships that I'm hopeful about, Ethan and Kat had a very cute season finale moment, so... They meet in that first episode where she tells, asks, hopes he's not a shooter, a mass shooter. And then they're kind of flirting at the carnival in episode four. And then she sees him talking to another girl and her insecurities get the best of her. And she just assumes that he's flirting with the other girl. Mm -hmm. When in reality, it was like his sister's friend or whatever. Yeah. Then she ignores him and like sleeps with all those other people. Then um, at the party, he like kind of comes on to her and she's like, I don't sleep with virgins. And then they make out and then they don't go any farther. And then at the dance... I think he kind of got fed up with her because she was being, like, legit mean to him. Right, yeah. Like, she was, like, stringing him along and being rude. Um, And so then at the dance, she, like, went up to him and was, like, basically said all that stuff I just said. Like, 
I saw you flirting with that girl and I thought that you like inevitably like we're not going to date blah 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 all this stuff and he was like you're right we probably won't end up together we're only juniors in high school like it's not realistic to think that we could be together but like one of us will probably get hurt like yes but like I'll try my hardest to make it me which I was like, oh my gosh, that's all Kat needs to hear is that, like, she's not going to get her heart broken again. Yeah. So, I really liked that. And then my favorite episode, I think, is either three or four. Four is the Shook Ones Part 2, which was mm-hmm. all about Jules's backstory. So, we got yeah. to see that. And then the chili cook-off um, was great. That's when we got the big reveal that Tyler was, in fact, Nate. Mm-hmm. And when Maddie confronted the family. And that's kind of when Rue starts to get sober. So, I think she's, like, 13 days sober at that mm-hmm. point, And you see her relationship with Gia and how defensive she is yeah. of her and... And all of that stuff. So, um, that was my favorite thing. Because it was, like, we had, like, three episodes back to back to back where it was, like, a jaw-dropping reveal. Right. I also will say, like, just in terms of insanity, it is crazy to me that these kids send... And, like, I'm sure it happened when we were in high school. I'm not saying that we're, like, so old or whatever. But these these kids on the show specifically, like, send a ton of nudes, like, record each other having sex, like, doing all of that stuff. And then they threaten the other person with child pornography. Like, Nate willingly sent his deck pic and requested pics from Jules. And then when Jules... The difference is Jules' face isn't known. No, no, I, I'm not saying 100%. I'm just saying it's so weird to me that he is saying, I'm going to go with child... Like, like a child pornography. Like, I'm going to go to the cops with child pornography because a, chi- like, a minor oh. can distribute child pornography. It's just so wild to me that they think that way. It's weird that they participate and also are aware of the law. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, the fact that they it makes, do like, it, it... It doesn't... The, the whole practice then doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? Because you're like, if someone was always going to lord keep lording that over your head, then, like, why the fuck would anyone well, especially, like, do that? Yeah. The risk would be too high. But yeah. if everyone was like, you know, it's like the open secret that we all do this now, that's different. I've also just never watched a show that has openly talked about nudes sending nudes and doing all that stuff in a way that's not been like revenge porn case where it's like the law gets involved that way or it's just the embarrassment of the school finding out right i've never seen other teens try to use the law to get someone in trouble when in fact like and this is i think probably the most heartbreaking part of this whole story is that jules never had any intention of blackmailing cal she did it to other guys it was not like she slept with other men it was not she was never going to come out and say, like, I slept with Nate Jacobs' dad. And so Nate went so far to conceal a yeah. secret that Cal and Jules actually had, like, kind of a humanizing conversation when he confronts her at the carnival. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have come up to you with your family. Right. Like, and he was like, no, no, that's okay. Like, if, is this about blackmail? And she was like, no, I have no intention of uh-huh. ruining your life. And in that scene, I was like, damn, she's such a good actress. Yes. Like, I think she came right off the runway and into the show. Yeah. So it's just mind-blowing to me that Nate went through all of that trouble to then for Cal for Jules's intent to never have been to Blackville well, Cal. He was always operating out of a place of fear. Right. And I'm not saying that it's life. wrong. It's just infuriating to me that like Jules never intended to do no, it. No, for sure. Right, right. He overcorrected and trying to like something that wasn't even a problem. Yeah. Like, he kind of He was trying to clean up his dad's mess without talking his to his dad about it. Um, and the other thing that I'll be kind of curious about in season two, just going back to the Jules and, um, Nate relationship of it all, because it's like, I do think part of him was actually talking to her when they were talking for those days. And then- No, for sure. You can't, like, bullshit- Like, days of, like, intimate conversation. texting. Right. Yeah. So, and then when Jules went to 
whatever city she went to and did drugs and made out with that girl. And then it would flash to Nate walking in and them hooking up. And then it flashed to Rue coming in and hooking up. So it's like, Nate is at the top of her subconscious. And so it will be interesting to see if they try to redeem Nate in season two. Yeah. And do anything with his character romantically with anybody other than Maddie, who Mm -hmm. is like extremely toxic and abusive. Or if they're just going to keep him in that place. Because I couldn't figure, like, I get that, like, regardless of how terrible he is, he's, like, very hot. Like, yep. Jacob Lowry is, like, 6'5", and so just hot. a beautiful man. So I understand being attracted to him. So I can't tell if it was, like, a surface-level attraction. Yeah. And, like, the memories of, like, air quotes Tyler that, uh-huh. like, brought him to the forefront of her brain when she was tripping on whatever I mean, drugs. I'm assuming. Or if they're going to try to... Because they really did have that, like... Connection. Connection, right. Because I was like, is he gay? Is he not? Like, I couldn't figure it out. I think that was the point. A hundred percent. also like, couldn't figure it out. A hundred percent. I was so, surprised when he actually said that to Maddie, though. What? No. I was surprised when Maddie said it to him. Oh, like, you're gay? Well, no, no, no. She didn't say you're gay. Oh, she, she was, was like, like sexuality is a spectrum. Right, exactly. Nobody's a hundred percent. She's trying to, like, talk him off a cliff. Right, right. And Because he had all, all those dick pics on his phone. Right, right, right. And she's like, I'm just, like, Which they never really explained. I mean, I guess, unless they were... I don't know. But I don't know whose they were. I guess she. Yeah, when she she was trying to give him an out, like she was being really empathetic. Yeah, that was just really surprising. Like I'm pleasantly surprised. Obviously, I'm like, you're right, bitch. Like you tell him, but like he, I was surprised at how empathetic she was in that moment, and disappointed when he literally like went off. It was like that's bullshit. Like, like reverted like, yeah. back to his not toxic shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be. I I think that every character was so well utilized. I'm curious as to see like if like Fezco get if they continue to do like episode backstories in season two. If like Fezco will get one, if Lexi will get one. Right. If some of the like smaller characters in the K will be back. Mom. Oh my gosh. Mom's Good letter love. that she wrote to oh, Rue God. in the in the therapy scene, and then them kind of dissecting it was so beautiful and mm-hmm. well acted, and like the kind of messing with the timeline was really beneficial in that. Yeah. scene um so we've made it to the part that everybody i know sticks around for mm-hmm. so do you have a single best scene for us this week uh, i mean unfortunately i'm breaking the rules again and <laughs> it's not i mean i guess i could if i had to pick one scene it probably would be the nate like mental breakdown scene but i don't want that to be like the one scene you watch a show for because nate does not deserve that sorry but if it was just one scene, I guess it'd be that moment. But I think everything that happened at the fair uh-huh. in episode four, which is more than one scene, but like less than the whole episode, everything that happened at the fair was a turning point for everybody, which is really interesting. It was like they were in a pressure cooker. It was like McKay and Cassie broke up, yes. Maddie and Nate broke up. And they like lined up all the plots so that everything like came to head at the fair which you know it is episode four so like four of eight which like yes predictable like in the middle there's like this huge mm-hmm. like shake up of everything but um we got fez and his track drug mm-hmm. drug um pretzel track love that um and then we had of course the whole chili scene which we have talked about but both two times two we got two scenes with the um with nate's family and the scene we got um maddie like being a bad bitch and then also we had jules jules in the confrontation and we also this is the episode rue like confirm yes like that is nate's dad like this is who you have been having sex with 
oh my god, whatever, whatever. I saw someone that was like, I think, or it was like a joke, but it was like, is spilling the tea now going to be like, spill the chili? Because like, he spilled the chili oh, whenever yes. he saw it was her. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Um, I think that the creators would be very happy because I watched a behind the scenes about the fair episode and they were very proud of the way that they, because they wrote the storyboard before they built the fair. So it was, the uh, fair was built with the idea of how they know. wanted to shot, like yeah, shoot yeah, it, which I think is why it was so cool when like Rue walks up to the fence and yeah, sees it was Gia's, like it was very well shot and oh, like a, God, the... you got to, when the show started, it came in and you got to see everybody walking around the fair, like the right, way like that the you camera felt started like you were in at the, the fair, fair which yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Okay. The whole Gia thing. We also got to see Rue finally Taking, be responsible. Sister. Right. Be a sister. It is maybe the only time, actually. <laughs> like, or at least the most obvious time that she, like, act really is, like, a stereotypical, like, big sister does the big sister I'm responsible for you things. Like, talks to that boy, you know, which I guess she'd done it. Is the Halloween episode after this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So she does it again later. But this is the first time, you know, we see her actually, like, not just being this helpless little child. Immature, whatever, and takes and then, responsibility like, for Gia. Later covering for Gia and being like, I'll tell mommy we're like, right. like sick from the tells we're like, just go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was right. like not yes. worth it. She like really had her back both in two totally different ways. And that's when Jules and her kiss in the episode before and Jules is like, ugh, and runs away. And that's when they hug and they're yeah, able to like yeah, move on move from that. Sorry, it. I know this right. is your no, scene. No, 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 no. But yeah, right, no, no. That happened too. Jules like, smooths it over immediately. Which I think is why the viewers love Jules so much is that like yeah. she doesn't really hold a grudge or get mad or even like use the cow yeah. stuff like she doesn't really use anything against anybody which is so refreshing for a teen character right she's like pretty emotionally mature mm-hmm. she's um, a and maybe it's because she's like been through so much shit yeah 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 but um you know that doesn't necessarily make you automatically intuitively wise no um and like good at reading people right like she's good at reading the situation um but, and then Kat and, like, hooking up with that former oh, cool guy. Luke something. Because this was also, like, a big moment for her to be like, wait a second, like, men ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I, I was hooking up with him and realized Right, sucks. like, like, in, like, out-of-body experience, which, like, hasn't everybody had an out-of-body experience where you're like, wait a second, like... This is what am I doing here? Why am I drinking this? Why am I making out with this guy? Like, this is... I don't want to be here. Like, this is not all it's cracked up to be. Like, I went out. And, like, I feel like when that does happen to you, you, like, really learn from it. And you're not there again. So, you know, seeing her moment of that with these boys was, like, so great. Um, and... Um, let me try and think... Oh also my god, of course. The drugs. Oh my god. Okay, the Maddie and Cassie on the drugs was amazing. Joining them on their trip was just a delight. And then, of course, like Cassie in the carousel, you're just like, oh my god, at this like family event. And oh man, it just, and their little outfits. And, and then, of course, um, bringing it down 10 notches. But when, because well, then Maddie goes, does the, chili scene spills the chili scene and then nate like 
practically strangles her um, back behind, which I kind of can't believe he did. Like, he's a really scary guy. And he strangles her again in episode, in a later <laughs> yeah, episode. He does it more than once. Well, like, oh, when he can't get hard. Like, you're such a big, scary guy. Yeah, you're 6'5", and she's like 5'3". I mean, he just needed to take a page out of um, Benjamin's book about tall people being oh from the marvelous Mrs. scary Basil. trees <laughs> when they're like tall people are allowed to get mad i what, what's the quote it's like yeah tall people tall are people allowed to get, get mad. mad i just look like an angry building yeah or something like that yeah yeah, yeah 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 he needed to be a little bit more i need to be a passive person vibe instead of like you're already scary like i can see your muscles even through your sweater like you're scary like you don't need to also be like hyper aggro towards everybody including your petite girlfriend like oh my i thought he was gonna kill her honestly i was glad i really did that there was some sort of fallout from that like her trying to cover it up Mm -hmm. and even in her um like voiceover Rue that Rue was doing where she in episode in the following episode episode five that was about Maddie where it was talking about how she's like the thing that didn't like the thing that scared her was not the a physical act of him choking her it was mm-hmm. the fact that she knew she still loved him which I assume yes. is how a ton of victims of domestic 100%. abuse or emotional abuse right. already of that feel is that like knowing well, that of course. like otherwise everyone would just leave yeah as knowing the emotional ties that you have right. to a person right no for sure and yeah, I also that just made it so much more yeah. complicated for them. Um, okay, but also confirmation, side note, um, the house that Fez breaks into, it's Mouse, the mm-hmm. tattoo guy's supplier. Okay, okay. That makes sense. That kid was, that was in the house was so and little. robs him in order to pay, well, I think, I think he might have been a doctor. Mm-hmm. No, like, it'll just be interesting a double agent, dirty to see if there's fallout from that in season two. Because, like, it I ends mean, with, like, with Mouse being, like, why is there blood on... Blood money. <laughs> like, there's blood on this from when he beat him up. Yeah. But they went ahead and just, like, the payment went through, right? I think it, like, kind of switched, and we just didn't see the end of that scene. Um... Yeah, so the carnival's your yep. single best... Nine scenes? Extended scene. Yeah. It did take up most of the episode, so that's cheating, but whatever. It's crazy that you would do that episode and not do the Tyler, the Tyler Nate reveal. That episode is insanely good, though. That's my, that's my best episode. But we knew. We knew, but she did it. So the reveal, and then the fact that he, like, kind of tricked her into thinking that he liked her, and then him being like, you're so broken. Like, you think I like you? I mean, it was cruel. It was terribly cruel. we all were just waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't... I was shocked that he was that Everything that happened at the fair was shocking. Like, to me. Like, other than, I guess, the girls getting high was predictable, but, like, still... Their reactions while they were high were not predictable. No. They they (laughs) went different directions with those those highs. But, um, anyway. Yeah, that's mine. Okay, perfect. Mine is... Yeah, what's yours? From season one, episode three, it's when Jules wants to get high and she goes and bangs on Fezco's Bez, door. Yeah. And in that moment, you, I was like, I would love and defend this drug dealer at all costs. Like, I no. love him. But the scene was heartbreaking and beautiful, and I think it showed why she deserved that Emmy. Um, yeah. She blames him for her addiction. She's like, all you do is, like, sell me drugs, like, mm-hmm. you sell drugs, whatever. And you can see in that moment how he cares more about her as a person than her as a customer. Yeah. And... I was glad that then we got a follow-up scene where she apologizes to him at the Halloween episode yeah. because it was brutal. And we're going to try to play it. I sent it to you, oh. so. But um, if it doesn't play, it's 
it's on YouTube, but it was just a beautifully acted and a heartbreaking scene. <laughs> Not today, Rue. Sorry. Come on, man. Don't be a dick. No, I'm serious. Can't come in. Look, man. All I, all I need is just, like, a few of these. Sorry, I can't help Fez, you. Fez, I've had a really fucked up day, all right? Like, it's been a really, really fucked up day, okay? So I need you to open the door for me, okay? Can you open the door, please? I'm not going to help you kill yourself, Rue. I also just love Sorry, how he babe. says Rue. Uh-huh. Like it's so cute. Just go home. Don't, Fez, don't close the fuck. Fez, open the fucking door, please. I'm begging you just to open the door. Fez, you're full of shit, man. You know you make your living off of selling drugs to teenagers, and now all of a sudden you want to have a fucking moral high ground? You're a fucking dropout drug dealer. You know that? You're a fucking dropout drug dealer with seven functioning fucking brain cells. Open the door! Fuck you. Fuck you, Fez. Okay? Are you doing this because you care about me? If you gave a shit about me, you wouldn't have sold me the fucking drugs in the first place! But you did! You fucking did! So open the goddamn door! Open the 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 door! You did this to me! You fucking... You did this to me, Ben. You fucking ruined my life! The least you could do is open the goddamn door and fix it! I'm fucking serious! I'm so fucking serious! If you don't open this door right now, I swear to God, I will hate you till the day I fucking die. I could cry literally just hearing it. I know. That's so brutal. And, like, her voice breaking and, like, the panic. You can, like, hear the panic rising in her yeah, voice. she acted the shit out of it. As she's doing it. And I'm just so thankful he didn't open the door. Right, Like, the whole yeah. time I was watching it, I was like, oh, she's being so mean. She's hurting so bad. Please don't open the door. Oh, my God. She was being so mean to him. But it was coming out of a place of panic. I mean, well, yeah, I think. of course. No, no, I know. It's just, like, I that scene was just so beautifully done and heartbreaking and it really yeah. was... Um, a perfect kind of turning point for their friendship, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. So that's my single best scene. We do have a bit of news um, that has been renewed for a second season, as, we, as we've alluded to quite a bit in this, but it has been delayed due to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So I don't know when we'll get those episodes, but I'm very excited. I never thought I would watch the show, much less be as into it as I am. I'm very happy that I watched it. <laughs> well, I'm glad. But, no, we, I was going to pitch it, but then Maddie was like, no, I'm going to watch it. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that we saved it for a full breakdown episode so that we could get all of yeah. our thoughts about it. That's right. And then we'll probably cover it once season two finishes because if it's as good as season one, we won't be able to not. Yeah, I know for sure. So hopefully that'll be next year. Yeah, it had originally been 2020, but I think, I mean, we're in 
we're well into the second part of the year, so I just don't think it's realistic. No, I think that's that's a no for sure. And also something to note, just that we should have mentioned earlier, um, Zendaya was the youngest actress to win Best Supporting Actress in a Drama. Yes. So she was a record-breaking or history-making Emmy winner, and after watching the show, I fully support that win. I mean, I did before because I just, like, love her as a person. Mm-hmm. But um, watching it, I was really able to to see why the, the Academy voted for her. Yeah. All right. So, so if what is – this might actually be what people listen for. Do you have a recommendation uh, this week? Um. Okay, yeah. So, my I, – I have been trying to tailor my recommendations to loosely have, like, any single fucking thing to do with the show. And um, so I have two makeup recommendations um, because – the I really thought you Euphoria were gonna do f- full Euphoria drag how you did full Serena. I did think about it, but then I I have a I've had a really hard time like keeping my days straight just like in general in my life now that time it's is all a one day circle. Um, so I just like this whole like kind of snuck up on me. But um, okay, there's two products from Glossier if you are looking to do the. Um, glitter eye mm-hmm. drip that she does, which, okay, not the drip. If you want to do a glitter eye drip, you need more intense, you need actual, like, makeup glitter, and you need a different product. I, that is, unless it's a costume, that is too much for me. Um, I've never been much of, like, a big makeup artiste. Um, like, it's cat eye or die for me, and that's it. But, um, if you future do is the like it's an oil serum hybrid whatever i've never figured out what it is i've probably been using it for a year probably the glossier product yeah wow we're gonna get sponsored by them tonight i wish um it's, it's like a base right you like put it on to give your face I that like yes some people put it on at night some people put it on in the morning i have to wear like or not have to but i choose to wear like a cream uh, like daily moisturizer that has sunscreen in it so I can't do that and this mm-hmm. so I really more just use it if I shower in the middle of the day like if I worked out and then shower I don't want to put the same moisturizer on a second time because I don't wash my face I just rinse it off with water because I have really sensitive eczema skin um so I'll just the water is fine but then I'll do the future do all over because I'm like it's just like a different moisturizer I guess but you can just do like a tiny like half pump of it so, and then do it on the, like, apples of your, like, basically from, like, where you'd put highlighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, dab it on there, and it makes you look so glowy. It's fab. So, that would be product number one. If you wanted to do, again, this is for Zendaya Eye Drip Light. Like, a wearable version of this. Then, I would use their um, Lid Star, which is Gossier's... I guess it's liquid eyeliner or eyeshadow. Sorry. Um, they call it glistening eye glow. Classic Glossier in their words. Um, but it's uh, like a doe foot applicator and it's not as pigmented as I wanted it to be on me. Mm-hmm. Um, all their stuff is like sheer. That's like what it's all designed to do. And there's actually like, really interesting success metrics behind their business. 
um, yeah, I like it, and I don't it. like a ton of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the buildable thing means they have to. Ugh, this is a side tangent, but because <laughs> we'll edit this out. because we'll edit, but because <laughs> they have um, fewer skews. Mm-hmm. Like Glossier has been able to scale because instead of having forty-two shades of foundation, they only have like four because more. Uh, the same range of people can wear their products even though they have fewer products because they're all semi-sheer so it's not as stark if you don't match the color exactly it's okay it'll blend better because it's already kind of sheer and if you need it to be more covered you just layer it on but because it, all their products are just designed to be more have have a more generic skin match to them um they're able to limit skews which increases your profit margins because you're not wasting mm-hmm. um skews that and skew is like a what is it what does it stand for like mm, i can't remember but it's product mm-hmm. like they only have to offer three color shades or four color shades and something so and they do a really i think they do a really nice job on their website of showing the products on like five skin tones mm-hmm. so you can figure out which one's closest to you and see how that color looks on you because the lid star comes in like Four shades of blush, basically, and then a olive green, and then a purple, like a violet. And I have the purple, and it is not very purple. <laughs> like I wish it was more purple. Um, the glitter in it is a little bit purple, like the shimmer. Not the there's like glitter pieces and there's shimmer pieces. The shimmer pieces are purple. The glitter's not. So anyway, it's just like a more subtle thing. But ten out of ten would recommend if you're trying to like dabble in the fun glitter eye because I know I was inspired because they did the looks for prom Mm -hmm. and I was just like wow amazing so I thought Euphoria or um Rue looked wonderful at the Halloween episode and like the tux when she went as I mean she looked great all the time I know but I think that was my favorite Rue look yeah uh because definitely the jewels played around more with her Hair Stop. and makeup. And yeah. All yeah. No, stuff. Jules always have like a look on. Yeah. And which I was like sweater. <laughs> I think had a lot to do with they with they wanted to match her mood with her hair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Her hair was always different um, colors. Of different look. colors and different styles. Whatever. Skew stands for stock keeping unit. Hmm. A little retail fun facts for all of our listeners. Okay. What's your recommendation? My recommendation is the Euphoria soundtrack. Oh. On Spotify, yeah. that playlist so is wonderful. Good. Yeah. All of the songs were great. I've been listening to a lot of them mm-hmm. throughout. And, like, even that final scene in the show where she relapses and then does the, like, dance break thing where she is, like, dancing on the wall and then goes into the giant montage or whatever. Yeah. Um, that had, I think that was Zendaya singing with Labyrinth. Like, I think Labyrinth was on a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. And overall, it was just a very well-produced, like, every, I have no complaints truly about it. I mean, I wish Nate wasn't such a fucking dick, but well, that's truly my only complaint in all of the euphoria evil. world. I did think that last sequence was kind of weird. It was kind of trippy, but I think she was tripping, so we were supposed to be following her through this relapse. Yeah. I I mean, I didn't rewatch it, so I don't want to, like, speak to it if I don't, like, don't remember stuff about it, but I just remember being, like... Well, it ended, and I was like, that's it? Okay, we've, like, fully departed. Because, like, in all the other asides, it Mm -hmm. was reality-based, right? Like, it wasn't... But this was the first one that she's had where she's been high. Was it? Uh-huh. All of the other ones she did, she was so Like, she was well, sober. But the rest of them we weren't necessarily, like, inside of her head for. 
Yeah. Either. I will you know? say. So maybe that has something. And another, I followed, I looked at this girl's reaction. I wish I could remember her name. I think it was like your internet mom or something. I don't know. Hmm. Um, and she did reaction videos to these. And she one had a fuck Nate counter and she got to like 280 <laughs> of how many times she said it over the course of the show. And she also pointed out how much the first and last episode mirrored each other down to the fact that like Nate and Maddie were trying to make each other jealous. Like in the first episode with the people they were hooking up with at the party in the last episode with the people they were dancing with at the prom or dance or whatever, yeah. and then ending up together and, like, dancing together, and then Jules leaving, and the first episode is, like, right, she was there, and then the her party. relapsing and doing all of that, so, um, yeah, but, yeah, the, the music was just wonderful, and I think you can tell that the people, and I think the same guy, like, Sam Le- Levinston, Sam, hold on, let me get up, he did, um, he wrote, I think, almost all of the episodes. What else has he done? I don't know if he's done anything else. I just remember his name kept... So he was the director, Sam Levinson. So he was the creator of it, of the show. And he also wrote... I think he maybe only wrote five episodes, but that's still a lot. Like, he wrote two, three, four, seven, and eight. I mean, five of eight is a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But um, you could just tell there was, like, a very consistent messaging with the show. Yeah. Anyway. I agree. It's very consistent. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to to comment on our Instagram if we missed any of the parts you want to break down, and we can talk to you all about it there. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SingleBestScene, or check out our website at SingleBestScene.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.